And here we go, folks. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee on a cool, comfortable, nice day. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Sheila? I, when you open the door, you think maybe you've opened the oven door. <laughs> yeah. In other words, you're just going to set your biscuits outside That's and, right. and they'll bake you know, That's just right. fine. I think there was something on the television about people baking cookies in their car. I saw someone <laughs> bake banana bread in their mailbox. <laughs> you know, that's a really good idea. I never thought about that. But, like, our mailbox has all kinds of creepy crawlies that live in it, so I don't know if I'd do that or not. Protein. Protein, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess the postman would be uh, somewhat taken back if he opened the box to put the mail in and there was a baking pan full of bread. <laughs> well, if he's smart, he'd take it with him, thinking yeah. it was for him. Yeah. The poor mail has such a bad time getting around, I guess maybe we ought to give them a loaf of banana bread. Well, of course, I'm outside the city limits, and so I get mine about every two days. No, that's As us. We do. That's us. Yeah. You know. But I take it they're having a hard time finding rural mail carriers. But if you think about it, I think they're also trying to save money because if you only get your mail every couple of days, then uh, gas. You, yeah. only, you only had to, you only had to do gas once. You didn't have to do gas twice. Yes. You know, so I guess it's well. In a great deal of what comes through the mail could just be filed in the trash can to begin with. True. Well, wait till election. I know come up. <laughs> there will be a deluge of propaganda for every side you can imagine, whether they've got a leg to stand on or not. You know, yeah. You know, you, we ought to take some of those car. I guess they're cards. Or placards that they send you with all that all that election stuff, and and post them up on the wall, and you have a nice kaleidoscope. Yeah, up here, every yeah. view down to man. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, just don't read them. No, no. Just what what a waste of money that is. I, I agree with you. Oh, it's well, terrible. you think about how much when we talk we talk about this during elections, how much signs cost, bumper stickers, yes. and is it and it really does, and, is there any substantial evidence to show that that ever got a body a vote? None. I don't and, think it is. And that money would go to so much better use being given to your local middle school athletic program or your local high school athletic there program. There you go. Or a fund for teachers to get school supplies for their classrooms. Or, or that. I you guess. could tip your radio engineer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Most in is, particular, tip the radio But most of all them characters we're talking about, when the election's over, they're over. I mean, either yeah, they get elected the or they don't. Yeah. And then they... Uh, yeah. then, uh, they uh, kind of avoid you like a plague. And then they have all the signs in their barns. Yeah. Stuff. We used to have, well, I guess it must have, we, we kept Enoch's sign in the barn. So when he <laughs> ran every year, we just went and stuck it out in the yard again. Just wh- whipped it right back out. <laughs> That's well, right. Now we have Bucky's in the barn. Yeah, we'll do that too. But, but it is amazing. Uh, one of my favorite lines I use all the time from uh, Wilder's Our Town, and he talks about a lot of different things in connection with this, but he says, whenever you come near the human race, there are layers and layers of nonsense. <laughs> I, think, I think we found a layer there. You know, I think we could do a show. We should do this at some point. And by uh, just all we do is have sayings by Mark Twain, 
and Will Rogers. Oh, we can, oh, we do, can that. do that. And particularly the way that they poke fun at politicians. Oh, yeah, I that. love that. Yes, we'll do that. That'll, yeah. that, that'll be a good one. Because Samuel Clemens and, and uh, Will Rogers were the best commentators when it comes to taking a jab. Pro- the only other one I know that could probably come close would be Winston Churchill, but he's not American, so we're not no, going to No, but we can him. sprinkle some <laughs> Churchill in there. You know, we so. can put some in there. All right, folks, let me introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross. We got... Uh, T. Willie, Terry Wilcox, hey, hey. the regular hey, engineer, T. begging for tips on, <laughs> on the board today. The tip jar is on the board. That's right, he needs it. Coach and Colonel James Dickinson. Rotide. And we got the Hickman twins in here. <laughs> the, uh, uh, Sheila and, and daughter Sarah. <laughs> And so, Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod, boy, it's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. But they that's made okay. fun of you about that in a long time. That's all right. But, uh, we'll, but we'll make fun of Sean later on. Yeah, we'll make fun of Sean <laughs> and, uh, somewhere and, out there. And we have the occasional special guest in with us, Butch, Butch Patton with the Columbia Gridiron Club. Good morning. And, uh, so, anyway, i got uh, one of two things. One thing I, I want to note uh, that, that Coach Dickerson handed me is that on um, – Saturday, August the fifth. So not to not tomorrow, but a week from. It's going to be the kickoff classic, the border battle. The Richland Raiders are taking on the mighty Whitthorn Tigers. It's going to be at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, otherwise known as Murray County Stadium, at six p.m. out at Murray County Park, and it's going to be broadcast on one hundred three point seven WKRM. So it's going to be on our sister station. And, so the, uh, and the guys on the call that night is famous Lou Maddox and Drake the Snake Collie will be live <laughs> from the press box, play-by-play play and co-analyst that night. That might be more entertaining than the oh, ball yes. game itself. Well, it, it could be if you could get Drake riled up, you know. Yeah, uh, that's hard to do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot. It well, takes a know, lot. I don't know. You got you got Lou, who's a volunteer fan, and, and Drake, who's an Alabama homer. Uh, up there, and you can just start uh, teasing them uh, by text. <laughs> They'll be arguing up there in the booth more, and they won't be broadcasting the game, <laughs> you know, before it's all over with. Coach, is the band going to play? Is Whitthorn Band going to play? Probably the existence not. of that possible, still maybe. Uh-huh. School's not in yet. School will yes. be in that Monday. Uh, so, uh, cheerleaders will be there. I think Whitthorn's got 26 cheerleaders this year. 26. Yeah. <laughs> And we got uh, about 42 players. Richland's got about 38. Uh, anticipating big crowd. I've been talking to a lot of uh, other communities this week and meetings and stuff like that. And uh, I know uh, Mount Pleasant uh, and, uh, said they was bringing their team up. And I told Coach Pickett, I said, well, good, how many you got on your team? He said, 38. And he said, well, I said, you'll just get a bus and bring the parents and one bus and the kids and all. It's only $5 a head. So I start counting $5 a head times that many. So, yeah, we're looking for a big gate. Good That's awesome. Them. And and earlier in the day on Saturday the fifth at nine o'clock, we will actually be having our media day, where uh, local newspaper or parents or even just community fans can come out to Lindsey Nelson Stadium at nine o'clock. We'll be introducing our football players, our cheerleaders. Columbia Central's band will be there and perform. Awesome. All right, and, so this uh, is the Columbia Gridiron Club will be doing it at nine, or is it Columbia Central High School? It's well, it is. The Columbia Gridiron, we are sponsoring our media day. Okay. 9 okay. a.m. Saturday the 5th. Later that evening, uh, Whitthorn will be playing there at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So a full day of 
football activities on uh, the 5th of August. You know, Butch, if, if you do your media day, if, if you can get a couple of food trucks to park themselves out there, people come out and just stay all day long and then go to the <laughs> ball game at 6. Uh, absolutely. You know? Coach, is there any ad space left for the broadcast? Because it'll be it is, it is. listening pretty good. Most definitely. And we've, we've still got some slots. It's uh, $200. You'll get your billboard and a, a good advertising during the course of the game, halftime, stuff like that. $200. You can call me at 931-446-2028. Uh, yeah, we do have a few slots left. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's amazing that you, that you think that your grandkids or your own kid Name going to be announced on the radio Saturday night. You know, that's, that's going to be big. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's going to be a big gate. It's going to be – I love the way that the middle school does things in that we the middle school plays all local, so to speak, or nearby schools. Therefore, you have a lot of rivalries that can that – True get, county championships finally again. You know, we got yeah. six middle schools here now. You play – two to three games out of conference and then August 29th your conference season starts and but you know Central has the uh, scrimmage Friday night up at Nashville Christian Mm -hmm. and then uh, of course uh, the next Friday night out at Ridley Park Central will have a scrimmage against uh, Springfield I think it is Mm-hmm. Out at Ridley Park, and Ridley Park's got a beautiful football field out they there. Do. They it is, do. It is plumb amazing. We got to do a, a, a spring game this year out there against Battle Creek. I had no idea the football field there. Mac Reagan does a wonderful job. And Mac said, Won't you play this uh, scrimmage out there at uh, Ridley Park? And I knew they had some fields out there, and I was like, mm. He said, Coach, you need to go out there and look at it. Of course, I never went and looked at it, but I did schedule it, and I went out there and bus pulled up, and I said, My goodness, this is beautiful. You go always back at Ridley Park, two new goalposts, state of the art stadium that sits about four or five thousand people, and one of the nicest press boxes you lay eyes on. It is beautiful. Well, now was it was it not built primarily for soccer? Obviously, knowing you can use soccer and uh, football on a soccer field too. Yeah, they got a ton of soccer fields out there. Yeah, I think Columbia State may play the soccer there now, but the field hadn't been completed for about a year and a half, two years now. Okay, yeah, and they can seat four to five thousand. Yeah. That's more yeah, than the, Lindsey Nelson, the, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. park. The park, of course, has softball and and uh, I don't uh, maybe a baseball field or two. But then I don't think they have baseball. I think it's yeah, all it's softball. softball. And then several soccer fields and two but, uh, football fields that the youth mm-hmm. football used to play on too. Yeah, but know. the the championship stadium. It the it uh, yeah nice stands, nice press box. It can be used for either soccer or football. Man, it's got a state art goalpost. I mean, it's just uh, they lime green. You know, you know, I just fell in love with the place out there. So, uh, if, in fact, you fell in love with it so much, you wore a shirt to match it, didn't you? I did. That's, that's <laughs> the color goalpost. I've got same yeah. color as that goalpost. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so uh, Max Max wants us to uh, segue and. And he wants us to play our county championship game out there. But, you know, we've got it locked in at Columbia Central every year. But uh, that's not a bad idea later on down the road. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking about uh, about the uh, Lindsey Nelson having a Bermuda field. And I'm sure it's Bermuda mm-hmm. uh, out there um, it's at Ridley Parkway. And I'll remind you all something that we talked a little bit about it last week. You know the kind of heat that we're having right now. You throw a little water with this heat. <laughs> 
If you put your ear to the ground, you can hear the Bermuda growing. It is just beautiful. It's going nuts. Something else going nuts, too. And see it. I think I literally watched mine grow a little bit just (laughs) the other day. Well, I've got a Bermuda in my my front yard, and it looks looks like a rug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right now, Jim. I mean, it's gorgeous. Our practice field, we had it reseeded and stuff like that, but you can cut it every three days, and it's cutting on the fourth day. Yeah. yeah, it's growing. Yeah, if you throw water on it, I mean, it, it'll it'll slow down some if it gets dry. But we had dry. plenty of that though recently. <laughs> this, this, oh yeah, last, last week in particular. Yeah, we had we had plenty of water. So if we had plenty of water and plenty of sun, plenty of heat, and we got plenty of grass growing. Good, good deal. So what else we got going on? We got Fridays. I don't. know, It's not first Friday. No, it's not we got Fridays. But with this kind of weather, you will have a lot of people. A lot of be, people downtown be wandering around. Yeah, all, all over the place. I'm trying to see. So it'll it'll it all be pretty on good. The front page, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a uh, First Presbyterian Church uh, had a forum on Wednesday night about farms and uh, and kind of this all bore or came was born from the uh, Covenant shooting, and uh, they had a nice forum up there. It was moderated by the Reverend Trent Ogilvy and had oh. Russ Adcox, C W Ball. Oh my! And uh, and I can't think of the guy's name, but he is part of uh, Voices for uh, Safety or mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And it was really really good, and it it was just kind of a uh, coming together and try to have a discussion a little bit in a civil manner of of what can we do and what should we do and what should we be thinking about. It was a very broad picture kind of thing. There weren't particularly many many specifics. But it was all done uh, fairly well, also. So anyway. well, Trent Trent Ogley was my student, and he has been such a force in this community for good. He's just he's just genuinely good. Oh yeah, well he did a very he did a very very nice job up there. I'd say that the uh, sanctuary was probably three quarter full. There's a lot of people there. And so I think some things were done. I was kind of surprised that Delk wasn't there with his microphone, T. Willie, running around yeah, in, interviewing I, yeah, people. I think he was a little under the weather earlier in the week, so that was probably why. You know, but Scott was there. Joey Hensley was there. Chaz Mulder was there. Half the Columbia Fire Department was there. You know, we had uh, several of the, of the police force and the sheriff were all there. And so it was, it was it, anyway, it was a good occasion. So anyway, coach, how is your football team? Is are you are you killing them in this heat right now? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> He's speechless. He's well, you, you get out there and you're so focused, you don't pay attention to it, and the kids don't pay attention to it. No, we we've been uh, we've been good. We got uh, numerous water sources out there and give them plenty of water breaks, and uh, but it's it's been it's been good. Yeah. When they're young, you can get used to Like, I was thinking about that, like, band camp when I was in Central's band. We were on that pavement. That's hot. It was hot. But I got used to it. And, you know, we were out there in the early morning. Then we went inside for the hot part of the day. And then we got back out there in the evenings. So, that was... Well, kids. I mean, you. I, I say you can't hurt a kid. Of course, you can. But <laughs> yes. But it takes a whole lot more to hurt them than it do us. Well, yeah. they're, <laughs> yes. now they're, they're resilient. Yeah. They're yeah. resilient. Yeah, much, much, much more so. Well, what's amazing? What's amazing that you know we we made some saw horses and 
put a watering system in and we turned the water on and they got little holes in the PVC pipes and water shoots up about six oh, feet there. Oh, I like there. that. <laughs> yeah, and, and we got plenty of them and a lot of them kids come up and say, is it safe to drink out of this green hose? <laughs> yeah, we was raised on the sun. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, most of, most of us are very familiar with that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll be 65 tomorrow and, and that's my longevity come from this green water hose. We didn't know anything but Well, the water I reckon hose. we all drank out of the hose. I, I did. still do. <laughs> we did. I thought it tasted good. And, Coach, early happy birthday to well, you. Thank yes, you, thank you yes. and, and at that note, we're going to take a break, really? and we'll we be one. right back <laughs> with Inside Middle Tennessee. Every morning, I park my car across the street from my business, and I can't wait to get in there. That's pretty common for small business owners. We have the added satisfaction, however, of guiding hundreds of families with their retirement, education, savings, and general investments. We're a locally owned business that tries very hard to simplify a complicated world. This is Monty Sneed from Caledonian Financial in Historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Scott decided to show up, and he, and he I think he brought his uh, horse with him. Uh, uh, no, his bodyguard is with him. Oh, today. okay. Yes. Okay, brought, brought Secret, Daniel. Secret we'll, service. We'll, we'll get to them here in a segment or two, but I tell you what, right now I think we got a, a little bit of history or, or something here. Go yes. On. So uh, I dug in my archives of radio shows and pulled one out from 2020. So, Well, every three years we can recycle. <laughs> yeah, I think you can recycle every, every now and then. So everybody knows many historical events have taken place in July. You know about the 4th of July and the founding of our country. And then Julius Caesar named the month after himself. So that's how we got it. Yes. yes. Well, what about August? Is it Ju- is it no, that's Julius a- Augustus Caesar? Yes. No. No. This is Julius Caesar. We'll have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, we'll look that up. Let us not spread uh, incorrect information. Yes. Well, you see, you know, part of the job of the rest of us on this show is <laughs> let's not spread misinformation. That is the words and the statement of the of the year. <laughs> Where is my bail? Uh, Where is the bail? Uh, we're already. You know, our, our job is to get you off. off I track. know, I know, or make me cry, which this will not make. We me hadn't cry. done that in a while. No, though. let's not do that. Uh, but local Colombians should know that the local board of commissioners petitioned the General Assembly in 1807 for the purpose of creating Columbia as the county seat for Murray County. The commissioners purchased 150 acres from John White for. How much do y'all think? A hundred back then. Uh huh. This is eighteen oh three hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars on July the twenty eighth today, eighteen oh eight. Oh okay. And I looked up approximately how much hundred and fifty acres would cost today in Tennessee. <laughs> depends on where you are. It depends on where you are. About a seven hundred and fifty thousand. I think that's cheap. That's cheap. <laughs> that's cheap. That might just have not summer. anything on it. But Scott anyway. said it's not going to touch him. No, <laughs> no, Scott's shaking his head at me. I guess I should ask him to look that up. Uh, but anyway, so Columbia was actually chartered on November the 17th, 1817, uh, with a mayor, a recorder, and, a, and the board of aldermen. 
Um, we know that the first county meetings, which were county commission meetings back in the day, were held at Joseph Brown's cabin located uh, on Mooresville Pike. There is a marker there. There is. There is a marker there. It's not very far from Elm Springs. No, it is not. Um, in 1808, the first brick courthouse was built. And then in 1844, another courthouse was built. And then in 1906, our present courthouse was built with the cornerstones laid by Uncle Dave Porter, who was 112 years old. Wow. And the courthouse is made of Indiana limestone. As is First Presbyterian Church. Yes. Nearby. Yes. So, um, and the building cost, the courthouse in 1906 cost $85,000. Which was a king's ransom. Oh, yes. Yes. So, I think we've got our money's worth. I think, we, I, I think we're probably still paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one way or another. <laughs> in 1820, they built a brick jail to replace the log jail. I guess Located where? Do you know? About where the where the present archives the same place. Um, there were also stocks for those who deserved public punishment. Now, we think of those with the Puritans and the Pilgrims, but we actually had stocks down there for Murray County, and they could put you there, and you could sit on a little triangular piece of metal and put your head and your hands through the holes, and people could come by and throw rotten tomatoes at you. You know, uh, a little embarrassment would get rid of a lot of uh, crime. Yeah. You know? Um, People aren't afraid of being locked up. They are afraid (laughs) to get They don't like being embarrassed, though. No. But you can still stick your head in stocks at Disney World. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, and hey, but it wouldn't be fun to be there for no, a long time. No, no. Um, in 1840, there was a city hall, which also served as a jail. Okay. And then um, the old jail, which preceded the archives building, was built in 1840. So we were right. And modernized as the years went by. Well, now the city hall now still has a jail cell or two down there. Yeah. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I don't think it. I don't think they use it. Maybe except in. Oh, I think they use it for storage or yeah, something. But so I, yeah, I don't think they actually put prisoners in there. But I may be completely wrong. Yeah. Well. <laughs> kind of depends. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Somebody will tell us. Yes. Um, on September the first, eighteen twenty-two, a bridge made of stone pillars, weatherboarded and with a roof, was completed. And you can still see those pillars when you drive down by Riverside. Riverside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the pillars are still standing. If you're standing on Riverside Bridge, do you look right? It's right. Is it, yeah, is it yeah. right next you're to going, it? If you're going north, yeah, they're on the right. They're okay. they're sort of behind the archives. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's something to look at if you're at Riverwalk Park. You know, though, but that, that's a the archives sits on a pretty good bluff. Over. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking about having a bridge going over there, but how in the world? I mean, that well, thing, I think it levels out. To, you know enough. how the like the archives is up on a ridge and down. But that there. that's where they crossed the the river. Well, I knew the, I knew the Civil yeah. War troops did, yeah. but but I still don't quite under, can't picture it very well. Because I'll, of, need, I'll uh, need to. I've been rereading some of Bob's columns. I'll see if I can scratch around and find some. Well, more Jill about Garrett it. may have a little something. Too. Yeah. Or Maurice. Too. Yeah. yeah, I'll see what I can find. Um, newspapers began publication with the Western Chronicle because we were the West. Yeah, 
In, in fact, in the, in the Civil War, we were considered the Western West. Theater. Yes, is we what they call yes. It. Later, there was the Murray Democrat and the Columbia Herald and Main Street Murray now. Um, there was some other little papers that did not last. I don't even remember which. We what, had one, but I forgot the was name Was it the Murray it. Sun? I don't know. No, it, had, it was some other something. Anyway, they Five came, or six years. Back yeah. in about the 80s or 90s. Yeah, yeah, they came here with the idea that they were going to put the Herald out of business. but And they gave the paper away for the longest. It was a free paper for the longest. I think they had more money than they had judgment. Yeah. <laughs> well, and their office was... Uh, Directly across the street from Ted's. Yeah, in the Odd Fellows building. Yeah, yeah, but I can't remember the name of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Faded into obscurity. Yes. yes. In 1810, Jeremiah Cherry opened an inn, and there was uh, other such establishments as the Eagle House, the Franklin House, and the Cottage Hotel, the Nelson House. Um, in 1882, the Bethel House opened. Um, there is a historical marker down there. Oh, you mentioned Nelson House. Is that the house that's right next to it's the across, Chamber of Commerce? No, the that's Nelson House. Ha- it's next okay. to Caledonia Financial. Um, it's across the street from the. Um, What's the department? old home that's right across, right next to where the Murray County on Sixth Street, where the Murray County Chamber of Commerce is located? That's the Harlan Cooks Harlan House. Okay, yeah. So it's an older home. It was a restaurant when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good restaurant. The Columbia Water Company contracted with a Mr. Zellner, whose daughter married David Lipscomb of Lipscomb University fame, to bring water down from Mount Parnassus through cedar pipes. Wow. Now, everybody, Mount Parnassus is... Right on, here. Um, Reservoir Hill. Yeah, Reservoir Hill, which is on off 6th Street. Yeah. Or 6th Street runs through it. Yeah. Up there, where the uh, radio tower yeah. is located. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it is full of limestone and prickly pear. Don't bother to go up there <laughs> wandering around. No. Or you'll regret it. Yeah. Um, there are remnants of those pipes um, on display, or they, they have some at the archives, and I do believe they still have some at the power company. They did. Last time I was there, they had one. So, in 1883, the Columbia Gas Company furnished streetlights. So, light came to the streets of Columbia in 1883. My mother had a, I call it a studio, but she threw pots where Bob Duncan uh, lived, right across the street from the Pop Jeers Memorial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In that basement. Is uh, is where she had uh, her potting studio. My father had Ross Insurance Agency there for about thirty or forty years yeah. before Bob Duncan bought it. Yeah, and down there were two of the gas lamp poles, where the support beams or, or the support structures that were holding up <laughs> holding that up basement. The house. <laughs> yeah. I think they're still there. They're still there. Yeah. They, haven't, they haven't gone anywhere. So that's all the only ones I'm, I'm aware of. Though that's cool. That's cool. And then the Tennessee Electric Power Company from 1929 to 1939 had the power system, and then TVA took it over at that time. Um, In 1883, Columbia had one steam engine and one hose carrier for the fire department. Big deal. That was a big deal. Uh, The first stores were owned by John Hodge and Peter Cohea. Own the first stores here in Columbia. Early industries were the Columbia Ice Company. They made ice. 
the Oaks Chair Factory, Columbia Mill and Elevator. It's still standing over here. You can see it um, from West 7th Street. If you look past, when you go past the post office, if you look to the left, you'll see this big building over there. Well, well, the the ice company and and Sheila would would remember this is down there, was down there off the corner of of South Main and 8th Street, right? Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. if, and if we were freezing ice cream or doing something that required a lot of ice, then we would go buy a block of ice. I can remember yeah. that. and chip it. Yeah. You have to chip it. Yeah. yeah. One of my prized possessions is an ice pick my daddy gave me from the old days, and I guard it. If anybody uses my ice pick, they better put it back where it goes. <laughs> we have a big I have a feeling of anything you have that goes that way. <laughs> And then the Oaks chairs, they're 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 collectible. They're still around, yeah. still around if you can find one. So tell, tell how it, you can tell it's an Oaks chair. You go ahead. They they have a fine little golden line mm-hmm. around the edge of the wood. I have a, I have a rocking chair that belonged to my grandmother, a little rocking chair because she was a little woman, and it has that. You can might look in your wherever you have stuff, and see if you have some with that little gold line trimming on the wood, and that's an oak chair. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, not many people can sit in Great Granny's uh, <laughs> chair. Nor would they try. With the ice pick. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, they, they may see the ice pick if they yeah, do, yeah. if they attempt it. <laughs> For a second. Uh, the first library was owned and operated by the Students Club, and um, the Students Club still exists today, and they help support the public library. And where was that library? It was in a. It was in the Memorial Building, wasn't it? For the it, longest time. It been, yeah, and, and then it was it, in a house up here. I think it started out in somebody's house. Yeah, it was in the house next to um, Drew Parker. And his brother's business up here. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, Baird, yeah. <clears throat> so, famous Columbians from the early days include James K. Polk, U.S. Senator Edward Ward Carmack, Carmack Boulevard is named, um, Arthur and historian John Trotwood Moore, Congressman Lemuel Paget, and Pop Jeers. And um, so... And then the last thing is, Columbia had the largest mule market in the world and became famous for its first Monday in April sales. And Will Rogers, you were talking about him this morning. He said, Maiden Lane, New York City for diamonds, but Mule Mule Street in Columbia for mules. Yeah. And he was supposed to come to Mule Day, and he didn't get to come. But how wonderful it would have been if he he had made it. Well, there have been a lot of... First-rate celebrities <coughs> have shown up for me. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. So. so, anyway, some random Columbia and Murray County facts today for you. Oh, I'm, I can't wait for the Mark Twain and Will Rogers saying. Oh, yeah, we're going to work on that this week. Y'all going to have fun with that yeah. one. Tell you what, folks, we're going to have a little fun with a few messages, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. People often ask about the initials after mine and Monty's names. Those initials are CFP, Certified Financial Planner. As a CFP, we will do our best to help you in the attainment of your financial goals while protecting those assets with proper insurance coverage. We encourage the team approach of holistic financial planning by working alongside your CPA and attorney. This is Gay Pike with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Let's make a plan. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back, folks, with Inside Middle Tennessee. We've added another regular guest with us, Ellie the Greek. 
<laughs> she she is with us. Good morning. There you go, Ellie. Good for you. All right, now Scott, do you want to talk? We need to talk football, or do you want to talk state? Uh, a couple things with the state. There's some stuff going on we need to talk about real quick. But first of all, Ellie the Greek, how you doing today? <laughs> Good. So we have a Tennessee's very first football game is coming up. University of Tennessee. They'll be playing the University of Virginia. Okay. Who is your pick to click in that game, Tennessee or Virginia? Tennessee. There, there you go. go. Right here, sponsored by there Caesars Palace Sportsbook and Gaming. I, just, I want to make sure that Drake heard that, for sure. <laughs> Ellie the Greek. Oh, I'm trying to yeah. The uh, spread is 28 points for Tennessee cover. They playing in Nashville that night, that morning, I mean. Yeah. They will cover. Okay, take the 28 points, she says. Yeah. That's a lock. T. Willie, yeah. we need to get like Caesar's Palace. I mean, they would probably jump all over this in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know? They might want us to pay them royalties uh, for losing uh, their name. <laughs> Heck, there might be a college tuition there for it right be, there. There might be. Um, there are things, some things going on. T- today starts the tax-free holiday on school supplies. Hooray, it runs hooray. today, Saturday, and Sunday, so please get out. And take advantage of that. That is something we do in the General Assembly to give people the opportunity to make their dollars go further. And especially with what we're looking at with inflation today, let's stretch those dollars as far as we can. When do the grocery thing start? Starts August 1st. It runs August, September, and October where your sales tax on groceries is now reduced. We are working in the General Assembly. If you remember last year, we did it for one month. This year, we did it for three months. We're watching our revenues. And as long as our revenues hold across the state, look for us to probably expand that to six months next year. It's an automatic 10% discount. And so what we're trying to do is... It will make a difference. It will make a difference. We're trying to get to the point in the General Assembly that, that we can forgive the sales tax on all groceries all year long. Uh, that's something that somebody, everybody has to purchase. They all have to buy. And then we're going to look to probably maybe do some incentives for a little bit better healthy eating. They maybe get a little bit better break. If you if, buy spinach. If, well, <laughs> if you shop, and if you know the grocery store, if you shop on the outside of the store where all of your fresh foods, your fresh meats, your fresh milks are, that's a little bit more healthier for you, maybe do a bit better incentive for people to maybe eat a little bit healthier. So we'll get a discount on chocolate milk. <laughs> how do you, how does, how does, Scott, how is yes. that controlled as far as price gouging? I mean, you, you, to raise the prices? Yeah. It's monitored. Good. Yeah, we, we monitor that at the state. That's so if good. We, it needs to be. If we cut it by, by, 10, by 10%, okay. if we see prices going up at the equivalency, then, then the state will step in and that good. will not. Good. There's many reasons why you, you want your, the state on your doorstep, and there's a lot of reasons why you don't. <laughs> and that would be one of them. We'll take that one. That would be one of them. Yeah, yeah, we'll put up with that. So don't forget, sales tax holiday starting today on school supplies uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. And then August 1st, which is Sunday? Tuesday. 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 August 1st, which is Tuesday, that's when your sales tax holiday starts for three months on your grocery goods. So there you go. Um, TDOT, our favorite topic to always talk about. (laughs) Uh, TDOT sent out the District 64 updated list of what's going on in the county. Uh, They have got the concept report done, and the people in Spring Hill will be very happy to hear this, from Duplex Road North to 840. Wow. So they have the plans drawn on how to expand it and widen it. Uh, They're still trying to work through the bottleneck, which is just north of Duplex, between Duplex and Kedron Road, where all those historic homes are. That's going to be a problem because those are on the National Historic Registry. And, Sheila, you know, you just don't go in there and start tearing stuff down. No, it will be uh, complicated somewhat. Uh, They are going to do some work on Duplex Road to Buckner, doing some more expansion out there. 
and now there's a couple projects going on in Murray County that have to do with uh, new uh, businesses relocating here, but they're not disclosed yet to us. But TDOT is working on some of the preliminary stuff. There's a couple projects going out there. One's out by Highway uh, uh, Service Road 99 towards Lewis County. Um, there are some bridges being constructed. So the bridge over Sugar Creek okay. is going to be redone. The Lawrenceburg Highway Bridge over the Tennessee Southern Railroad is going to be redone. And then the old Highway 43 bridge over Big Big B Branch. Big Big B Branch. Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did a pretty good job with it. And then if I if I under, if and help me on this one, I think this is the one I'm thinking of. It says North James Campbell Boulevard Bridge over the Tennessee Southern Railroad. Is that by the hospital? Is that the one we go over by the hospital? It's by the National Guard Armory. You think so? Yeah. I think so. There's a bridge there? Say it again. Yeah. Yes, sir. North is. James Campbell Bridge over the Tennessee Southern Railroad. Yeah. Yes, the, the the train goes under right there. Okay. So yeah. by, it's okay. by the National Guard Armory. Okay. Yeah. So beware of that. Uh, and then on the other side, there are some projects getting ready to be figure, uh, finished up. Uh, Ashwood Road, bridge over Big Bigby Creek will be done here uh, in July. Uh, there is another one, the, now, the interchange ramps at Kedron Road. If you've seen there's construction on that right now. That is a huge project, which we're hoping we can also, when they're doing this project and start to finish up, that we can also convince TDOT and the city of Spring Hill to put traffic lights there. That's a, traffic lights are a great help in right. this congested world. Well, Ask the people trying to get off uh, from Port Royal. <laughs> well, you know what? When we grew up, the old game Frogger. <laughs> if you want to play some Frogger, get off at Kedron Road and try to get get access on. Uh, so. um, also, uh, there's a, a, another project that's going to be from the Marshall County line on Interstate 65 all the way north up to Bear Creek. They're going to re- oh. re- repave all that. On well, the it needs it, too. Yes, yeah. it does. So be patient. There's going to be a lot of, lot of orange barrels running around Murray County. Tell them why they're at it. Just four-lane that one, too. Well, the, so the project, <laughs> so the long-term project for TDOT is when they finish the Buckner Road interchange and the Bear Creek interchange, they're going to bring four-lane, or four-lane all the way, or six-lane, three lanes across, yeah. all the way south to Saturn Parkway. Oh, and then once they get help. that project completed, then it will be all the way down to Bear Creek. Yeah, I was going to say, so, you can't do it quick enough. Um, no. Any momentum on any kind of rail system? Yeah, we're discussing it, but we, I just, we just don't think... T- now, in Nashville, like major metropolitan yeah. cities, light rail, yeah, the cities will work on that, but large <laughs> rail going from cities to cities, it's just people aren't willing to give up their cars yet. It's not oh, bad well, enough for I don't know, Ma, if you get out, you get out every day. Every day. Wouldn't you be nice to jump uh, on an Amtrak-type rail system and go straight shot to Nashville? When, 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 we, when one travels abroad and gets on those fast trains, you could yeah. just be anywhere in just minutes almost. If, if, James, you ain't got to get there two hours before either. No. <laughs> Coach, no. If, if, I was gonna, if I had a dedicated time I got up, and then came home on, the yeah. rail would work for me. It would be good. But for me, my trips are never back and forth. It's stop here, stop there, stop there on the way home. Um, there is another big project, and this one's going to take a lot of patience. It's supposed to be done by this fall. They are going to repave Pulaski Highway from the Giles County line all the way north up to Murray Hills Church. 
Oh wow. my goodness! Wow, that little wow. bitty road. Yes, yeah. people should find another way uh, to come up. Find an alternative. Either do it. Either do it at midnight. So yeah, that so, little bitty road. Be, but uh, be sure you start after uh, the kickoff classic is coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, and then, if you're familiar with, with Bigbyville Road area, yeah, the the speed limit drops there, but it's one of the few straight parts of the highway where it's a passing lane. And we have Covey Hollow Road right there, and we've had numerous near misses. So TDOT's going to come in there, and they're going to double line that to, to stop the passing No line. passing. So no passing through there. Um, and then uh, I think that's about it. So uh, it, it, <laughs> That's enough. It's, it's got the uh, the Buckner Road interchange going over there. Yes. Um, what, is there an estimate time that it's supposed to be finished? Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's the spring of 24. Okay, I've seen that question on yeah. iHeart Columbia. People keep asking, yeah. and well, let, let you me get five hundred answers. I think the fall of twenty three, the bridge will be done, but remember they're going to connect the four thirty one also. Yes. So the the completion of the entire project is, I think, the spring of twenty four. Okay. okay. So a lot of work being done there, gotcha. uh, and then Spring Hill is doing a lot of piggyback projects. Because um, if you're coming south on 65 where the new Buckner Road interchange is and you would get off and go to your right like you're going to go towards Spring Hill, that whole old uh, uh, Alexander Farm area Mm -hmm. is going to become a a development of over, I think it's 1,500 to 2,000 homes. Oh, we need that so badly. We've also got the the ice complex going in there from the... Predators, I believe, in that area. Yes, and then and, and then and the U.S. Tennis Association too is going in on um, Port Royal. Yeah, now I think. Do you think that's really going to happen? Oh yeah, it's happening. Well, you know, we've had people come in here before with high flown ideas yeah. and noble thoughts, and then they no no theme work. parks. No, no theme parks. No theme parks. We do. We are going to have a go kart track though, right. which I think somebody is very interested yes. in getting on a go kart track. <laughs> But they don't make a big enough go kart for that. <laughs> but uh, you are right. It so better be turbocharged. Yeah. <laughs> so we sit right now. We are uh, roughly about three weeks away from the special session. Um, you, I did on the way over here. I did hear you talk about the event that was held on Wednesday. It was a very, very good event. Um, That's perfect timing. We're about three weeks away from college football kickoff, and yeah. same as you guys, y'all kicking off about three weeks too. Yeah, I would much rather be playing football. <laughs> much rather play football. Time, time to punt. Yeah, time to punt. But this is going to be a, this is going to be a, as we're leading up to this, uh, the amount of emails that we're receiving is just escalating tenfold, wow. and we're getting emails from all over the country now. This is going to be quite possibly a major, major political event in the country. It is. Uh, and both sides, as, as I heard on Wednesday, that was a side that believed in more restrictions and things like that. And I have an event to go to next week, which is about protecting freedoms and liberties and things like that. So there is, it's very difficult on this one. There's not much middle ground on this one. Well, it's such a volatile issue. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And, and so we're going to try to work through it. I'm going to continue to focus on what I have on mental health facilities and building more inpatient mental health facilities for people to get help. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to be focusing on. I've already got the bill written. Uh, we've got it in fiscal review to find out how, what it's going to cost us in the state. But I think we've got to do something with finding an avenue for people who need help and want to pursue help to do to go be able to go inpatient instead of go in, see a doctor, and then go back home. they got to get help in a more secure environment. So we're going to continue to work on that. I think then, that's uh, a good program. You. And then, uh, Coach Dickinson, we got football. You know, that we talked talk a little bit about that. But uh, Columbia Academy has a three 
a three-team, four-team four scrimmage tonight. Uh, starts at 6 o'clock. So you can come over and check that out. It's it's Columbia Academy, Spring Hill, East Hickman, Cornersville. and Cornersville. So uh, Cornersville has a very good uh, defensive end prospect, D1 prospect. And so they'll be going against uh, Columbia Academy. We have uh, two big tackles, so we'll find out how that's going to work out. The Cornersville traditionally in their in, within their classification has been uh, – pretty good team up to not? about four years ago yeah they've yeah. They, yeah. had new coach new coach new coach uh had a lot of turnover but uh they hadn't been real good last two seasons. no they gotcha. had not. no this program's not what it was when they made the run for the state oh yeah championship. well that, you know they got a state championship game twice out of four right. years uh, and so they six changed. years ago but you know what's what's kind of an eerie reflection is that team that went to those state championships when we were playing the duck river football mm-hmm. league those Cornersville teams were very, very tough at that youth. Yeah, and it's just those boys staying together through time. It is. And what we're seeing right now at Columbia Academy is the old Duck River League that we participated in. These next couple years is going to be when Columbia Academy won a lot of their championships in that league. Sure. So these boys have finally come together, like we saw with Columbia Central in the day. Mm-hmm. That group of boys came yes. together through high school. And those windows of opportunities, they open and then they close very quickly. They close fast and they open. Yes, they do. <laughs> I promise you they that. Do. Hey, you know uh, Butch Patton, Gridiron, Columbia Gridiron. Yeah. He's got. They've got a special event going on, Jim, right now. Jimbo, can you get, you tell us about it again? Yes, I mean we, that's a, that's a big money. You can win. It's like hitting a lottery. Yes, we are still uh, right in the middle of our uh, Gridiron Association raffle uh, that we were approved uh, to hold this season. Um, to date, uh, we have sold about 1,700 tickets. Uh, the 2,000 tickets was kind of our magic number to award our full cash prizes that we published of uh, $4,000 for the top prize, $3,000 for the second, 2000 for third, and 1000 for fourth. So we can continue to sell those up until the drawing date, which will be September 29th when we host the Spring Hill Raiders out at Lindsey Nelson Stadium uh, that evening. You don't have to be present to win either. Do not have to be Price present to win. Price of the ticket and where can they buy? Tickets are $10 a piece. Uh, our football players, uh, some still have them for sale. Uh, if you are interested, uh, you can contact uh, any of our football players or parents or coaches. You can get in touch with us on either Facebook or Instagram, uh, Columbia Central Football, and uh, we will be glad to – get you a raffle ticket with a chance to win so good deal so if i had a winning ticket jimbo no and i and i won first prize and you sold two thousand tickets how much money can i win four thousand dollars is our top prize four thousand you have to pay tax on it you will have to pay taxes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, 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 you, you will. will. You will have to pay taxes. Yes, on you that. will. Now, but in you the can event, donate it. In the event you are uh, a gracious uh, winner and would like to donate those funds back to the Gridiron Association, of course, we can provide you documentation. Then you break uh, even. For- for, for tax purposes, break yes, yes. So, but you're gonna get a 1099 at the end yeah, of the year. Yes, yes, you will. Yes, you will. Well, I swap a 1099, four thousand dollar first prize any day. <laughs> you know. Anything else, Scott? Yes, very important. We got school getting ready to start, and hooray, hooray. Uh, and I'm, you know, teachers are back today. Actually, you're right. It, it hit the, the the work that they have been doing in the classroom, especially over these last few years, really focusing on on the reading part of education, especially in early education. We are very proud of them. They are moving the ball, which the 
middle school and high school teachers will be much appreciated yes, as will. more students move up through the system on grade level.